Welcome to the first episode of the Sleepy Podcast. Hi guys, I'm your host, Jane Lytell. The first episode, and I know you've been dying for this one, special publication 800-37, Risk Management Framework for Information Systems and Organizations, a System Lifecycle Approach for Security and Privacy, Revision 2. I'm just going to skip over the abstract acknowledgements, table of contents, keywords, and go right for the executive summary. So let's begin. As we push computers to the edge, building a complex world of interconnected information systems and devices, security and privacy risks, including supply chain risks, continue to be a large part of the national conversation and topics of great importance. The significant increase in the complexity of the hardware, software, firmware, and systems within the public and private sectors, including the U.S. critical infrastructure, represents a significant increase in attack surface that can be exploited by adversaries. Moreover, Adversaries are using the supply chain as an attack vector, an effective means of penetrating our systems, compromising the integrity of system elements, and gaining access to critical assets. The Defense Science Board Report, Resilient Military Systems and the Advanced Cyber Threat, provides a sobering assessment of the vulnerabilities in the United States government the U.S. critical infrastructure, and the system supporting the mission essential operations and assets in the public and private sectors. Quote, The task force notes that the cyber threat to U.S. critical infrastructure is outpacing efforts to reduce pervasive vulnerabilities. Quote, The task force notes that the cyber threat to U.S. critical infrastructure is outpacing efforts to reduce pervasive vulnerabilities so that for the next decade, at least the United States must lean significantly on deterrence to address the cyber threat posed by the most capable U.S. adversaries. It is clear that a more proactive and systematic approach to cyber deterrence is urgently needed. Close quote. There is an urgent need to further strengthen the underlying information systems, component products, and the services that we depend on in every sector of the critical infrastructure, ensuring that the systems, products, and services are sufficiently trustworthy throughout the system development lifecycle, that's SDLC, and you'll hear a lot about that, and can provide the necessary resilience to support the economic and national security interests of the United States. System modernization, the increased use of automation, and the consolidation, standardization, and optimization of federal systems and networks to strengthen the protection for high-value assets are key objectives for the federal government. Executive Order 13800, and there'll be a lot of these, strengthening the cybersecurity of federal networks and critical infrastructure, recognizes the increasing interconnectedness of federal information systems, 
and requires heads of agencies to ensure appropriate risk management, not only for the federal agency's enterprise, but also for the executive branch as a whole. The executive order states, quote, the executive branch operates its information technology on behalf of the American people. Its IT and data should be secured responsibly using all United States government capabilities. Close quote. Quote, cybersecurity risk management comprises the full range of activities undertaken to protect IT and data from unauthorized access and other cyber threats, to maintain awareness of cyber threats, to detect anomalies and incidents adversely affecting IT and data, and to mitigate the impact of, respond to, and recover from incidents. That last part of the sentence is very poorly worded. It should be, and to mitigate the impact, response, and recovery from incidents, close quote. Office of Management and Budget Memorandum, M-17-25, and there's a lot of those too, reporting guidance for executive order on strengthening the cybersecurity of federal networks and critical infrastructure, provides implementation guidance to federal agencies for Executive Order 13800. The memorandum states, quote, an effective enterprise risk management program promotes a common understanding for recognizing and describing potential risks that can impact an agency's mission and the delivery of services to the public. Such risks include, but are not limited to, strategic, market, cyber, legal, reputational, political, and a broad range of operational risks, such as information security, human capital, business continuity, and related risks. Close quote. Quote, Effective management of cybersecurity risk requires that agencies align information security management processes with strategic, operational, and budgetary planning processes, close quote. Office of Management and Budget Circular A-130, remember that one, it's a big one, managing information as a strategic resource, addresses responsibilities for protecting federal information resources and for managing personally identifiable information. Circular A-130 requires agencies to implement the RMF, that's the Risk Management Framework, that is described in this guideline and requires agencies to integrate privacy into the RMF process. Quote, while security and privacy are independent and separate disciplines, they are closely related and it is essential for agencies to take a coordinated approach to identifying and managing security and privacy risks and complying with applicable requirements, close quote. This update to NIST Special Publication 837, Revision 2, responds to the call by the Defense Science Board, the Executive Order, and the OMB Policy Memorandum to develop the next generation risk management framework for information systems, organizations, and individuals. There are seven major objectives for this update. One, 
to provide closer linkage and communication between the risk management processes and activities at the C-suite or governance level of the organization and the individuals, and activities at the system and operational level of the organization. Two, to institutionalize critical risk management preparatory activities at all risk management levels to facilitate a more effective, efficient, and cost-effective execution of the RMF. Three, to demonstrate how the NIST cybersecurity framework, and there's lots of frameworks, can be aligned with the RMF and implemented using established NIST risk management processes. Four, to integrate privacy risk management processes into the RMF to better support the privacy protection needs for which privacy programs are responsible. Five, to promote the development of trustworthy secure software and systems by aligning lifecycle-based systems engineering processes in NIST Special Publication 800-160, Volume 1, with the relevant tasks in the RMF. Six, to integrate security-related supply chain risk management or SCRIM, that's SCRM, concepts into the RMF to address untrustworthy suppliers, insertion of counterfeits, tampering, unauthorized production, theft, insertion of malicious code, and poor manufacturing and development practices throughout the SDLC. And last, to allow for an organization-generated control selection approach to complement their traditional baseline control selection approach and support the use of the Consolidated Control Catalog in this special publication, 853, Revision 5. That one's a whopper. The addition of the prepare step is one of the key changes to the RMF incorporated to achieve more effective, efficient, and cost-effective security and privacy risk management processes. The primary objectives for institutionalizing organizational-level and system-level preparation are, one, to facilitate effective communication between senior leaders and executives at the organization and mission and business process levels and system owners at the operational level. Two, to facilitate organization-wide identification of common controls and the development of organizationally tailored control baselines, reducing the workload on individual system owners and the costs of system development and asset protection. Three, to reduce the complexity of the information technology and operations technology infrastructure using enterprise architecture concepts and models to consolidate, optimize, and standardize organizational systems, applications, and services. Four, to reduce the complexity of systems by eliminating unnecessary functions and security and privacy capabilities that do not address security and privacy risk. Five, to identify, prioritize, and focus resources on the organization's high-value assets that require increased levels of protection, taking measures 
commensurate with the risk to such assets. By achieving the above objectives, organizations can simplify RMF execution, employ innovative approaches for managing risk, and increase the level of automation when carrying out specific tasks. Organizations implementing the RMF will be able to, one, use the tasks and outputs of the organizational level and system level prepare step to promote a consistent starting point within the organization to execute the RMF. Two, maximize the use of common controls at the organization level to promote standardized, consistent, and cost-effective security and privacy capability inheritance. Three, maximize the use of shared or cloud-based systems, services, and applications to reduce the number of authorizations needed across the organization. Four, employ organizationally tailored control baselines to increase the speed of security and privacy plan development and the consistency of security and privacy plan content. Five, employ organization-defined controls based on security and privacy requirements generated from a system security engineering process. Six, maximize the use of automated tools to manage security categorization, control selection, assessment, and monitoring, and the authorization process. Seven, decrease the level of effort and resource expenditures for low-impact systems. If those systems cannot adversely affect higher-impact systems through system connections. Eight, maximize the reuse of RMF artifacts. For example, security and privacy assessment results for standardized hardware and software deployments, including configuration settings. Nine, reduce the complexity of the IT and OT infrastructure by eliminating unnecessary systems system components, and services, employing the least functionality principle. And last, make the transition to ongoing authorization a priority and use continuous monitoring approaches to reduce the cost and increase the efficiency of security and privacy programs. Recognizing that the preparation for RMF execution may vary from organization to organization, I mean, really, no kidding, achieving the above objectives can reduce the overall IT, OT footprint, and attack surface of organizations, promote IT modernization objectives, conserve resources, prioritize security activities, to focus protection strategies on the most critical assets and systems, and promote privacy protections for individuals. That's it for the executive summary. Thanks for hanging in there. If you've nodded off, that's okay. I'm still here. See you later for chapter one. Good night.